The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck is the industry leader in innovative flooring solutions, supplying the best boat builders in the world with comfortable, durable, non-skid flooring systems. SeaDeck has a worldwide network of certified installers to help you design a custom kit for your boat. For free samples and more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves Seadeck. And now, it's showtime. Unbelievable. Recognized as the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to episode 93 of the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm the noise of the North, Dano Mano. Coming at you from my boathouse studio down on Lake Sawyer in Windermere, Florida. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Roswell Marine. Since 1998, Roswell Marine has been driven by passion for boating and water sports. Born out of the garage of Robert Oswell and now produced on the space coast of Florida, Roswell is always pushing boundaries within the industry to make beautiful and functional products that make boating and water sports a little more enjoyable. With multiple awards and industry first, innovation, and the business motto of quality without compromise, Roswell Marine's proven performance has helped define the wake industry for nearly two decades. Whether you're depending upon a Universal Tower or Neptunes, a.k.a. the king of tower speakers, Roswell products are built to perform reliably from the day you unbox them. Go to roswellmarine.com to find out more info today. Again, that's roswellmarine.com. It is episode 93, and today we head to Shredtown. Actually, Shredtown heads to me. One third of Shredtown is my guest today is Davis Griffin. Davis stopped by my boathouse studio recently to sit down and record. I was excited to have him over as I've wanted to have Shredtown on for a long time. So one out of three isn't too shabby if I say so myself. And I do, as Pete Bonifay would say. Although we broadly covered Shredtown, we also talked all about how Davis got into the sport and his involvement in some of the most impactful endeavors industry-wise that Shredtown has produced. I'm talking about stuff like the Shredtown Jamboree, the award-winning film Drop the Gun, and of course, his involvement in Real Wake, which is brothers slash teammates Chris Abadie and Andrew Adams took double golden year number one, of course, the X Games Real Wake. Great interview that I think you guys are all going to enjoy. I certainly enjoyed recording and have personally listened to it a few times since. We had an awesome time. Davis brought his rad van over. He gave me a tour. We had a couple of cold frosty ones. 
And uh, one of my neighbors who I met at the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour stopped by with his Axis boat and pulled us around the lake wake surfing until sundown. It all happened pretty spur of the moment. I was leaving town the next day for a trip to Costa Rica for a buddy's wedding. And on social media, I saw that Davis was in town. So I reached out to him and he drove over to my place that night. It's pretty cool. I think we mentioned it in the episode, but Davis actually reached out to me personally like three or four months ago saying, dude, Dano, I want to be on the podcast. He's a listener himself. So it was a real treat getting to catch up and of course shred with him. Well, it's already becoming a real busy season. The Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour Series started. It kicked off April 7th, and riders from all over Florida, the Southeast, all over the U.S., even folks from around the world were in attendance. More than 70 riders registered and rode, and you really can't ask for a much better way to start out the season. The next stop is May 12th. You can find out more information at graveltour.com. Or go to the Performance Ski and Surf website, perfski.com. That'll direct you to graveltour.com as well. Sign up today. Don't miss out. It's an awesome event. Uh, I'm recording this, and then I'm heading back down south of the border. This weekend is stop number two of the Nautique Wake Series. We're heading to Cancun, Mexico, the Mayan Water Sports Complex for the Nautique Wake Open with the WWA. You guys be sure to follow that through social media, and you know that I'll be sure to recap it next time right here on the podcast. So I started this in the last episode, and thankfully a few more of your reviews have come in since uh, through the Apple Podcast app, of course. So right now I'm going to read a few of your reviews. Uh, We're going to start off with April 11th, Brandon Hesterman writes, Dano kills the podcast game. The Golden Mike Podcast is my favorite podcast ever. I've learned more about the wakeboard industry listening to Dano and his interviews than any magazine or online publication out there. I'm always looking forward to the next one. Keep up the good work, Dano. Thank you, Brandon. And of course, Brandon with photobeachtowels.co. They're sending a couple of those my way. I'm really excited for those towels to get here. I saw some samples. Uh, Next one, April 12th, comes from MB Abort. Dano is the mano. I look forward to each and every episode. It's a great way to keep up with what's going on in the industry, as well as find out some of the backstories about your favorite riders or find out about people you didn't even know had a big influence on Wake. Also does a great job of showing the sponsor some love. Hopefully someday I'll get Dano back up to Massachusetts and we can have some more fun out on the water. Appreciate it, MB Abort. Appreciate the uh, review. And we got one more right here. And this one comes from Mark S. K. Nopefler. April 16th, Lake Life 007, five-star review. And it reads, first and only podcast I listen to. Getting the word out, educating the masses, relaxing on the beach. Life is flowing like cold molasses. Wake the lake. <laughs> all right. Well, appreciate all the reviews. B 
Be sure if you guys haven't gone to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app to rate and review the show, you do it now or do it after the show, and I'll be sure to read your reviews on the next episode. You can also listen free to the podcast on pretty much any podcast app on Android. Just search the Golden Mike Podcast. I'm also on SoundCloud, and of course, as always, noiseofthenorth.com. To keep the Golden Mike Podcast free to you, the listeners, let's thank the sponsors, SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, Wakeboarding.com, GoPuck, Hyperlight, Conley, Lead Wake, Ronix, O'Brien, and Slingshot. One last way to support is to buy a t-shirt from me or a dad hat, stickers, magnets. I got tons of swag. If you're interested in that or you just want to talk to me, you can email me. Golden Mike at noiseofthenorth.com. Find me on Facebook, The Golden Mike Podcast, on Facebook, of course, on Twitter at the Golden underscore Mike, and at the Dano T Mano. I'm also on Instagram at Dano T Mano. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Davis Griffin. I'm Dano Lamano, and you're listening to the Golden Mike Podcast. Davis Griffin, welcome, my friend, to the Boathouse Studio, one of the many homes of the Golden Mike Podcast. How are you doing, brother? This place is nice. I love it. Yeah. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Okay, so so you're you're you guys come from Little Toad Water Sports. Your dad would was doing some uh, some water skiing back in the day. Yeah, my dad was a big water skier. I think you know, like most wakeboarders, we we grew up with parents that like to do that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, he had me skiing at a young age and slalom skiing, and then bought my first wakeboard and kind of went from there. I never, I was never that great behind the boat, but. Um, at what water skiing or like wakeboarding? Just no. Well, I guess I was talking about wakeboarding. Right. Um, but I, I I looked up to those guys. We watched all their videos and yeah. So who like who who are those guys that you looked up to and watched and stuff like Pointless that? Pointless crew mostly. Shane Parks and you know all the all those awesome dudes. We would watch all their videos and then go out there and try to be like them. But when did you get it? When did you like get into the whole thing? As far as and not necessarily like when did people start knowing who you were, but. Texas, which is where you're from, has a pretty solid scene, but Texas is like its own, its own country in its yeah, own. Yeah, we man. were not, we were far from that. So we're from a little town called Athens, and it's an uh, hour and a half south of Dallas, um, and we're on a tiny little lake. So when I say we, it's Andrew, Chris, and I who make up Shredtown. Um, we got into wakeboarding. I would say probably seventh or eighth grade, we kind of all met each other and started hanging out and we would wakeboard together and push each other and watch videos and, you know, but probably like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. 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 So I was in seventh grade in the year 2000. So it was probably right around then. I don't, I'm not nice. quite sure, but were you guys doing any of the, like the grassroots tournaments? Were you competing? Were you a going couple, up to TSR yeah. or anything? I like did that? a couple tournaments in Dallas, a couple boat tournaments and then, a couple little TSR tournaments, but, you know, nothing serious. So when did, like, the boat stuff kind of get put behind you? And then did it did it start with winches? And did it start with winches and then go to, to the two-tower? Or did it all happen at the same exact time? I think, so, it was probably 2008 um, when we started getting some attention and getting some videos on Alliance and stuff. Um, excuse me. Um slingshot sent down 
like McKee and Jeff House and uh, Rob Jakes and Nick Valier and so this is like early 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 they wanted to come like see who we were and see if we were even cool you know how did they how did they hear about you guys I think someone contacted Andrew through just email and was like hey can we come hang out with you guys for a week and see what you guys are about because I mean we'd had a couple videos on Alliance at that point and then um, so they sent those guys out and we built like all this stuff and we did, we rode boat with them and we had a big article in Alliance. That was our first, first photos in the magazines. But, um, I would say that's probably when we, we got away from the boat and, and just f- solely focused on, you know, winching and making street wakeboarding videos. You're like, man, 10 years just yeah. flew by. I don't know if it's been 10 years, but. I mean, I'm going to be 30 in June, so it, yeah, it has been 10 years. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I think I was still working at uh, Performance Ski and Surf when you guys kind of broke into the scene, and um, it, it it was, I remember the buzz behind you guys, because you're just the, this small little crew out of Texas, when there were, were so many other, like, cells of riders up there, you know, TBKS, mm-hmm. right, Texas Best Keep... Uh, Texas best kept secret, Joey Bradley. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we Richie knew those McKee guys. And, and, um, like, yeah, like Joey Arches, Joey Arches, we still hang out with him. He helps us film sometimes, but, but, those, but you weren't, you weren't running around with these guys at no, all. No, we weren't. We were really secluded. We were off doing our own thing. And I think that's kind of how we kept it throughout our entire career was like, we would just, we would go away and do these things all by ourselves. And then put it out on the internet and see the reaction we would get. And that's like, that was what was so fun about it is seeing the comments and seeing how, how stoked people got, or if they didn't, how mad they got at what we did. Or like. Yeah. So, so like talk a little bit about that. That's, that's, what's always kind of funny too, is that, uh, you guys are the kind of guys who do some really insane stuff. And some people might look at it and be like, especially in the early days, probably, um, be like, uh, well, since it's so different, they don't even know what to say. And with all the forums and um, keyboard heroes, what do they what do they call those, those people know. who hide behind their keyboards yeah, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. So like some so like some of the trash talking and stuff from the get go. Like what what it was some of that stuff? Do you even remember think, any of it? Well, yeah, I remember. I think a lot of the wake skaters thought we were just copying them, so we would try and make it a point to never hit a spot that was like a wake skater spot, so to speak. Um, but I think that was a point of tension. And then, um, you know, we never wore helmets or life jackets or anything like that. So there would always be the people telling us that we were idiots and going to break our necks. And I noticed one of your last videos was um, with Ride Engine, who mm-hmm. they do suits and vests or just suits? They, well, they make kiteboarding harnesses and then they also make wetsuits and life jackets which we have a shred town pro model life jacket with them and then they make uh what else do they make they make like soft goods and some bags travel bags and different things so you guys are in the vest game now yeah yeah definitely i mean you have to wear a vest now you can't get a photo in a mag without a vest um you can't wakeboard at a cable park without a vest but yeah right. Okay, so let's go back. What was it that put what What was it that um, initially put Shredtown on the map? Do you remember what that was? As far as the the one single video, I mean, because you guys went I, well, the name Shredtown too. I mm-hmm. mean, you guys are I'm guessing calling yourselves Shredtown before anybody knows who or yeah. What well, you we guys had the, we had a little thing called Shredtown.blogspot.com, and we would put up that was kind of like our 
backyard days where we had the little setup with the winch and um, we had started, you know, going around traveling. I think the the video that really got people's attention was when we went to that place called Winchtopia, which was a really big drop that was really pretty. It had a big like stone face on it. And, um, and we were doing some pretty cool tricks and doing like pole jams off it and going really big, uh, and, and just making, making things look pretty cool for that day and age. And, uh, I think, I think that's when people are like, Whoa, this is, this is cool. I like this, Yeah. but I'm, I'm not sure. I think it was a gradual progression also just putting out the videos and then they would get on Alliance and people would be like, Oh, these, these kids are doing something. And then we would keep doing it. And so were you guys getting the same support from all of the different, um, like publications or different, um, outlets for, for our sport or was Alliance the first guys that kind of got behind you? I think back in those days, people would actually go to your little website or blog spot and watch your video. So we would get a lot of hits on our, our website and then Alliance obviously gets a lot of hits too, but yeah, it was probably just Alliance and us. And how does that how does that relationship with Alliance start? Because Alliance has been behind you guys since day number one. Well, yeah, I mean, like. we would, we thought it was amazing when we could get our videos on there because we were like, man, this is so cool. Like, it's do like, you just get a phone call from Bill McCaffrey? He's like, hey, what's I don't up? even really this remember because it's Andrew who makes all the videos. Andrew was Andrew's our editor. He he edits all the videos. He's amazing at that. I would never even try. But, um, I mean, we all take turns filming each other, obviously, but he, he puts the videos together and then puts them out there and puts them on the internet. So, so where does, where does that come from? The whole like video and editing, was it one of those things? Cause you know, I, I recently, I had, I had Sean Kilgus on the podcast and you know, that that's his main thing, shooting these videos. Right. And then there's guys like you who are coming along and you guys are putting out some, some great work. And I mean, you you've won some major awards for your work, right? Yeah, but yeah. none of you guys went to film school. Andrew went to UT. I think he went for like a year to film school and then, and then our wakeboarding career kind of took off and we decided to pursue that. But, um, he's always been into film. He's, he's always had cameras and would make edits, you know, even when we were super young going to TSR and stuff, he would, he would be the one making the edits, but he just got progressively better as, as we kept doing it. And then the equipment got better and the internet got faster. And so it's all, it's, it's been a progression the entire way. Yeah, but your guys' story is so cool, too, because you guys proved that if you put the work into it, pretty much anything can be accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I believe that's true in almost every aspect of life. If you really, really want something and you put the work in, you're going to get it most of the time. There's The only thing holding you back usually is is yourself. So I want to find out a little bit more about um, Shredtown um Tell me more about the ranch, uh, the Shredtown Ranch. Is this where Shredtown started? Uh, how did you guys get hooked up with this piece of property? What is this piece of property? Uh, what's on the property? Uh, what have you guys done in the past? What are you guys doing in the future? The Shredtown Ranch actually didn't come into play until later in, in the whole story. Uh, we winched and did all that stuff and kind of, you know, got our contracts with slingshot and made our way in the in the wakeboarding industry and we're doing all of that and then throughout all of that um andrew's parents ended up buying a, a ranch in athens where we're from it's a small town i think that was probably maybe like 2013 or something maybe 2000 
2012 or 2013. Um, but it, it has a big lake on it and, um, system two was interested in giving us a system and seeing what we could do. So is it a boatable lake or is it? No, it's pretty small. It's like, it's like a 30 acre, pretty shallow lake. You could not put a boat in it, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's Andrew's family's property. It's outside of Athens. Uh, and that's kind of where we, we would go and build things and, and see what we could do behind a system 2.0 because that was a whole nother game for us. Like one after another, these things are all starting to fall into place for Shredtown. Yeah, we had spent a lot of time at the projects. We actually all moved to Orlando. Uh, I, I get my years mixed up, but we, had, we all moved here and um, hung out at the projects a lot. Got to know Pat Panakos. Uh, and beat all and all those guys and and they liked what we were doing pat was super stoked on our vision and you know what we were doing for the sport and he wanted to see you know let's give Shredtown a system 2.0 and see what they do with it and i i think we did a pretty good job <laughs> so, so do me a favor and talk more about that vision that Shredtown had yeah well it was i mean in wakeboarding it's you can't do anything by yourself really i mean you could get someone to pull you behind the boat or get someone to you know, pull you behind the system 2.0. But if you don't have a crew that's all has the same mindset and the same goal, it's pretty hard to accomplish anything, which I think that's kind of where it's going. Now you're seeing guys kind of click up and, and do projects together, which I mean, you have to, cause you can't, you can't do it alone. And, and like, what about the, um, the creativity behind all of this stuff that you guys do? I mean, where, where does that creativity come from? And, and then again, how are you able to uh, consistently kind of come out with new stuff like uh, uh, new content? I think with wakeboarding, there was when we first started, there were so many, um, you know, like never been done's because it was pretty fresh as far as not wakeboarding behind the boat, wakeboarding behind something else. Slash the two tower yeah. opens the door and to so it was anything. like what can we do that hasn't been done or that hasn't been done in a certain way that would get attention because i mean that that's what it's all about really is is getting people to get stoked and watch your videos right okay so let's talk about um some of some of these things that you guys have done um you guys have pulled off some of the like riskiest um, stunts. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what to call it. Like stunts yeah, or tricks or. Stunts. But uh, like, there, there's so many different ways you can look at like the riskiness that that come into some of the stuff that you've done, from like putting your bodies on the line, uh, to trespassing, to um, dealing with like dirty water. Uh, people in general who look at you when you're doing something have no idea what you're doing and they lose their minds because yeah. they're, they're angry or maybe they're stoked. Um, authorities, police and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that. there's a lot of times when there's a lot of, a lot of times when you don't want to do something or you think you shouldn't do something, but, um, I, I guess it sounds kind of cliche, but like pushing past that and just getting it done. And then the stoke that you get after it's done, you know, that feeling when you, you think you couldn't do something or you didn't think something was possible or someone told you you couldn't do it and then you go out and do it. That That's pretty, that feels really good. So let's talk about like some of those places. Like what are some of the gnarliest places that you guys have done something? We, I think we've almost desensitized ourselves in a way because it started out small, you know, going and winching. And then, you know, we would 
get the cops called on us for being in a little retention pond or whatever. And that wasn't such a big deal. And then, so you start to push the boundaries a little bit more and, you know, like Chris for his X games part, we had to winch this one. It was like an art sculpture in the middle of Houston, Texas and in an office complex. So there was, you know, security guards all over the place and people everywhere. And it's like, you just do it. Do you even attempt to get the permission for this? No, you just can't. Go for you it? never can. If we've tried to do that, maybe like once or twice, and it's just it's a there's no way it backfires. Yeah, because nobody knows what you're doing. But I think I think like I was saying, it's we just ended up doing it so much that it became kind of not a big deal to get kicked out or or yelled at, yelled or, at, or yeah. I mean, I I I think it was was it at the end of drop the gun. Where yeah, we have so much good footage of people getting like really upset at us, and you guys are just so calm. The guy, <laughs> the guy is like basically like, "Hey, you flipping out at you guys? Yeah, like borderline wants to fight you? Yeah, and you guys are like totally cool. Probably making the more he cool actually you are. stole uh, our wakeboards and put them in his car and drove to his house." And then we followed him to his house and had to get the wakeboards back. I mean, I, but I look at the guy, he, are you, were you destroying his property or anything or what it was It was like on? a neighborhood fountain and it was a pretty nice neighborhood. And I just, you know, he, and it's in a way it is disrespectful. Did you get your stuff back? Yeah, we did. How did you, okay. So how does that happen? Well, we told him we deleted the footage and, and that, that was what he really cared about. He didn't want to be on film, but we we still put him in the yeah. movie. But you blurred out his face, right? <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, he's fine. All right. So let's go back to like contests and talk about the things that you guys, um, and it, by you guys, I mean Shredtown, like what are some of the things that you guys liked or didn't like about contests? And because eventually what we're going to get to is your contest, Jamboree, which you guys started for a reason. And my guess would just be that you weren't stoked on what you were seeing. Yeah. I mean, the reason I don't like contests is because I'm not the best and I know that I have no chance of winning. So that's one reason. But I mean, it's not that I don't like contests. Um, I think it's a good way to see who's you know, doing the gnarliest and most tech stuff. But, um, for us, we were never on that competitive level and that just wasn't what we were interested in anyways. Cause we were just, you know, we were about making quality videos that you could watch over and over and get stoked about. So the contest scene was never that interesting to us. But, but Chris Abadie it is a guy that is, shows up at a contest and he wins, right? I've watched this. I feel like every time I've seen him sign up for a contest, he's gotten somewhere near really? that podium. Yeah. Well, we did the thing in, we did the thing in Texas that one time. And then there was like another rail event or whatever that I announced. That yeah. You guys, yeah. Like the little Texas events. Up. I mean, we did okay, but competing with the kids that are, you know, winning the cable contest now, it's like, they're just so yeah. good. It's insane. Um, but, at the same time, well, I guess what I was going to say is that we also never just would go and ride full-size cables. That's We never did that. Like, going and riding a full-size cable is something fun to do every once in a while, but I don't, I don't stay at cables and ride plastic rails for weeks at a time, you know? So, I'm actually not that comfortable at a cable park as opposed to like riding the rails that I've built at a system or hitting a winch spot because when you're doing that when you're hitting a winch spot or hit, like riding a, 
a certain rail and trying to get a certain trick on a rail, you're super focused on what you're doing at the moment. And then when I'm at the cable, I'm just like going in circles so fast. I don't even know what I'm doing. And so I just end up riding around trying different stuff and I'm never really like doing anything that I really want to be doing. So you guys started a contest called uh, Jamboree. Shred Town Jamboree. Yes. And that contest ran for two years. Yeah, we did it twice. So what was the contest what was the concept behind the contest? What was the rules and who was invited and why were they invited? Let's see. Um, the concept was, I mean, we, we just sat down and we wanted to fill the park with the coolest obstacles that we could think of. So, I mean, first of all, we just sat down and started drawing um, and came up with some really cool ideas. And then they also brought in another system 2.0 to put over like a little land gap that they also have out at the ranch. Um, so we were going to have that, like a plaza type deal. Um, thinking of some sort of kind of street league-ish style wakeboard contest, definitely go heavy on the video um, to show how it all went down on the internet. And um, I, I think it worked out great. We worked our asses off for two years in a row building that stuff. And I, I wouldn't, go back and not do it. I, I think it was well worth it. It was super fun. And you guys had an insane showing of people year one and then year two, it was even bigger. We, it was actually not even open to the public. Right. So but I mean, as far as riders. like the riders. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I could probably sit here and name everyone, but you know, we had all the, all the best dudes. Yeah. Well, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like a feet on fire thing. I don't know if you, how much you know about it, but like, feet yeah, on fire, yeah. The barefoot contest. I watch feet on fire. Don't worry. So it's like, it's you guys like are crazy. We, we do that and everybody wants to be invited. Unfortunately, there's only 32 spots and even more unfortunately, like, and it sucks as much as I want everybody to be involved. Like I, I want certain dudes to, yeah. to be there. I think we had 20, 20 dudes or 24 dudes. And then we had a wild card spot. So, you know, someone that probably wouldn't have been able to make it could make it. Yeah, so you guys invited 20 people and then you guys put out like like people could sub submit videos or something and then get that Yeah, invite. we did a, a video contest both years. And so after 2 years, super successful, uh the video that came out was like a 21 minute full feature about your event or 25 minute whatever. It's got tens of thousands of organic views behind it. And then, bam, you guys just decided to kind of shut the door on the jamboree. Or is it on hiatus? What's the deal? What's the deal? And, and why did you guys kind of stop doing it? Yeah, well, I mean, it it was a big production. And you got to understand that it's a that's a private property. It's it's Andrew's parents place. And they're you know living out there now and it it, it was a big deal like it, we spent six months out there and filled the whole lake with a bunch of stuff and then built a whole land gap and so it wasn't like it wasn't a good thing but it was kind of time to pass the torch so we uh we passed it over to those valdosta guys and they hosted an awesome event the yard sale which they're doing again and it'll be uh their third year now right no no this will be their second Is year this only their so second last year? year was the first year we we decided not to do the jamboree and we were like, Hey, let's, how about you guys? You guys have an amazing park, a huge setup. Maybe you guys can do something. And they took the ball and ran with it. So, and another successful, uh, season. Oh, it was awesome. And yeah. you guys and were what was really it? cool about that is that it, they had, you know, the public could come out there and everyone could see it and 
It, it was a great time. Those guys are uh, those guys are uh, a little bit a little bit happier to take that extra bit of risk to have the. Oh, I love the those public. boys. Yeah, they're fun. A lot of people compare what they're doing to like what you guys are doing, and and you know our sport. Some people even like to talk trash and yeah. whatever. <laughs> people will find something to say about anything. But yeah, but we get along so well with those guys. I mean, I'm I'm fully supportive of all that because it's. I want people to do what we do, you know, it's fun. It's they're They, they have basically, they have free reign over an entire cable park, which is unheard of. No one gets to do that. Um, that's probably the only cable park in the world where they can just sit there and a bunch of dudes just build whatever the hell they want and then have a contest. How know? do they have that, um, ability to do that kind of stuff? I don't know. You'll have to ask them. <laughs> right? well, yeah, when one of these days they'll definitely have them on there. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I looked at, I look at you guys in Shredtown and I feel like you guys are, are in that same boat. It seems like y- you guys are making dreams come true every single time you put out a new edit. And it's been a while since Shredtown. It's been se- September. Yeah. I the think. last edit we did, we, we spent, we spent probably five months working on the last edit we did, which was that ride engine water driven edit. Um, I think the filming has become so, um, what do you even say? The filming is so involved now. We, we wanted to make something that's not just your typical, you know, wakeboard video, something that was really well put together, something we spent a lot of time on. We've worked really hard to get the shots we wanted. Um, and I know that's a lot of work for a little internet edit, but you know, that's what we like to do. Yeah, but you, but also, what we saw on the internet was pretty much the only bit of it that came, or the the edit, because yeah, you yeah. guys kept the footage to yourselves, right? You guys didn't release anything. You weren't giving out teases. Of- yeah, I know. We kind of kept it under wraps. I don't. That was just kind of how it happened. But um, I think this year we're probably gonna do. Um, more content, some smaller projects. We want to get back out and start winching again. And cause I mean, th- winching is where you get the most variety. It's you get all different kinds of footage. You get crazy looking spots. You never know what you're going to run into. And so, I mean, I think that's what we started doing. I think we, we want to get back there. And- Quick break from my guest, Davis Griffin, to tell you all about Boulder Boats. The word is out, and Boulder Boats was named WSIA Dealer of the Year back in early March at the Water Sports Industry Association's 2018 Leadership Awards. Now Boulder Boats has three locations in the West and Southwest U.S., Mesa, Arizona, Henderson, Nevada, and Visalia, California. They carry a full stock of Malibu and Axis boats. If you're looking for something a little bit more already loved, Boulder Boats has a ton of previously owned boats ready to ship nationwide, worldwide. I'm heading to Lake Las Vegas, just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, May 5th weekend, Cinco de Mayo, for a big event with the crew over there at Boulder Boats. You won't want to miss out, especially if you're out on that West Coast. So find out more and check them out online at boulderboats.com. Now let's get back to my guest, Davis Griffin. Do you guys take any precautions and like for the listeners out there? Because here's the thing, people are going to listen to this and they're going to go and do, and you, you're a pro and and we can sit here and say that you do things in closed conditions and controlled conditions mm-hmm. but you know you're taking gnarly risks so but 
are they calculated risks? Very, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of times when you see people or, you know, young guys get hurt while they're winching is they bite off a little more than they can chew. So I'm not going to do something that I don't know that I can do, you know, perfectly. Not to say that there's, that I'm not going to make a mistake and get hurt because I definitely have before, but um, I think some people, uh, you know, watch some snowboarding videos or watch some winching videos and then they go out there and throw a ramp together and like it's it's dangerous man like you got to check your landing you got to make sure what you're grinding on is solid anything can go wrong so I mean there's been a lot of spots where either you know me or Andrew or Chris have we set it up and get the ramp built or whatever and then for whatever reason it's like you it doesn't work. You got to back out. You got to back down. Because you do you like run through as many different variations of what could happen? <laughs> I, I mean, in your head, yeah, that's what's going on. You're like, oh, I mean. Do you ever like get into position and you're sitting? I was doing a wakeboard rail jam one time and the setup was super gnarly and the dude was up top and he was shaking so bad you could, you could hear his knees knocking together. Mm-hmm. And he still took off and it was one of the scariest things I ever saw because he he probably he, ate it. Well, a lot of times, especially with winch setups that I've noticed is you have to commit. Well, yeah. It, sometimes, you know, you're holding onto the handle and if you don't let go, it's going to pull you where it's going to pull you. And sometimes it's, you can't let go. What were one of those spots that you guys have like, like looked at and you said no way. And then maybe one of the other boys went for it or. Well, uh, there was a spot where we built this humongous ramp. Andrew was going to go up like this huge stair set. He was going to jump up the stairs and then land on the top thing and then go off that. And we built the whole thing, got everything set up, got the winch. And then he did like a couple of run-ups and he's just like, dude, I'm not feeling it. And I'm not going to sit there and tell someone that they should do something that they're not feeling. Cause that's when things go bad, you know? Um, and then there's, you know, there's been other times, one time, Chris was hitting this huge drop and uh, the winch cut out like right as he hit the ramp and he just barely cleared this huge concrete pad that he would have just smashed and died on. But I mean, crazy things like that, but we've been really, really lucky. Nice. Um, Let's talk about some of the other stuff that you've been really lucky in, but sometimes you make your own luck, right? Yeah. (laughs) Drop the gun. It's your full feature video. Uh, You guys won... uh, multiple awards we won video of the year chris won uh video part of the year when was that video released um how did how did all of that kind of come about to you because you guys were web edit guys and then you put out a full feat and it's a full feature but it wasn't like um it's a full feature but it wasn't like a 60 minute video or anything like that yeah i think it was like 30 minutes um it was just one of those things where we had been doing the same thing for a little bit too long. And so it was like, what's the next thing we can do? Oh, we'll make a full length video. And, um, again, one of those like first things we wanted to make a full length video with no boat, just like we each had a, a, a street part, you know, how snowboarding videos are like each guy will have a street part, like a full part. Um, and so that was our goal, and we just set our minds on that and started working on it. Saved up some footage that we had been wanting to use for some other things, and then we probably filmed for another year and a half on top of that. I think the whole thing took two years to film. Um, but 
I mean, I think it turned out amazing. I, I, I'm so proud of that video. Yeah. So, so much yeah. has happened since then. And, and you guys, you guys won all those awards for it. And, uh, with, with winning those awards, yeah, that's awesome. And super, um, you know, super great to celebrate during that time but moving forward you guys are still around yeah uh, does that does that put like pressure on you guys to do another video have you been pressured to do a video is that the reason why a you haven't bit. done another full feature i don't i don't think we've been pressured to do another video what well, we did drop the gun and then immediately the next year we were like all right what can we do and then we did the jamboree um and that was a big deal and then while we were building the jamboree you know we got bill mccaffrey called and said hey we want you guys to do X Games Real Wake, and then that was a whole another thing, which we did right after the Jamboree. So two years in a row, we did the Jamboree and then Real Wake right after that. Um, and then, so that kind of took up most of our energy and and time. Um, but yeah, How, I don't I don't know if we're gonna do another full length this year or not. Did, well, now let's let's talk about Real Wake now, since that is like one of the biggest things in in the sport. Um, I mean, just in any action sport. Yeah, I um, think it's been amazing. So, you guys get the call to do Real Wake, but is it you, is it Treadtown that Chris, gets the call? They wanted Chris? Chris to be the writer and Andrew to be the filmer. So, where do you set in this whole entire thing? I'm the winch driver, baby. Gotcha. <laughs> but I mean, it, but like you but said, it's, it's like a I team said, effort. Yeah, it's a total team effort. Like we're all in the RV, we're all building at the spot, we're all setting things up, like. I'm set. I'm setting up a different angle while I'm driving the winch, you know, filming. So, so it's talk, not like I felt left out at all. So what? What exactly for the people who maybe have missed some of the other episodes that I've had on here, but kind of um, break down what the idea behind a real wake is. Yeah. So I had watched, uh, you know, real snow and then real skate. So they uh, they give you, I think, about a month maybe a month and a half and uh they say put together the best minute part you possibly can in a month and uh then we'll have a contest see who does the best and it's all televised which is amazing they fly everyone to and they Sandy. want but they want these diverse parts and they want to see a little bit of everything because they want to show what wakeboarding is so yeah we'll see so the real snow and the real skate is all street which is obviously there's you can go backcountry and snowboarding and then I guess vert ramp on the skateboarding. But so with wakeboarding, obviously we just did all winching and a little bit of system 2.0 stuff. Um, but that, that was what it was to us is just, you know, real wake. What I guess real wake is whatever it is to you, do whatever you want. Right. And I, I feel like the, the real wake, the idea behind a real wake really fits with like, shred towns kind of whole yeah it did yeah so it was perfect for us like the the perfect contest for shred town to win so talk about how um how you guys finished the first year we won gold gold so gold uh from the judges and then gold from the popular vote which was a vote that espn held or the x games held or whatever and then the second year i think bronze with the judges right something like that yeah bronze and then i think we won gold again with the popular vote man i don't remember that's bad it's crazy i don't know look it up we did all right but year one is probably <laughs> yeah year, year one was really... good we went gold gold yeah so what did that do for for shred town 
Um, I don't know. Street cred, I guess. Did you guys? I have a gold medal in my closet. You so? <laughs> uh, did you guys each get? Did you guys get three gold well, medals? Well, so for that, okay, or? this is what was cool. Andrew and Chris didn't want me to feel like you know I didn't do anything, obviously, because I was definitely a part of it. But um, so we won gold, gold. So they each got two gold medals, and they just gave me one, I guess. So I and then I got one the next year also. So. Whatever, man. Any way I can get it, that's cool. Yeah, so is that like one of your most prized possessions? Uh, it's just something cool to have, man. I'm going to get old and look at that thing and be like, oh, I remember those days. That was so good. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I followed in the footsteps of Parks Boniface. <laughs> yes. There's three of you dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys each sort of play your own part within the crew. Right, um, yeah, we're all, we're individuals. With like Chris getting picked for Real Wake to be the pretty much the star of the show like does that he's our he's kind of like the the big big trick uh you know heavy hitting he's like the parks boniface of your pointless he was yeah he was he was perfect for the part like he's fearless He, he would do anything and he worked so hard like he would wake up every single day and and he knew that he was gonna be the only one that's gonna have to wakeboard that day and so it's like that's got to be tough, man, you know, because usually when we're filming video parts, it's, oh, okay, this we're going to a spot for Davis or we're going to a spot for Andrew or for Chris, you know, but during the real real wake thing, it was seriously just a month long of Chris putting his body on the line, which was insane to watch. I mad respect to him. Gave you a little bit of time to kind of recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah mean, for sure. You, you, you're doing some gnarly stuff, too. You guys are all doing yeah, some yeah, gnarly yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 but I, I mean... To film a real wake part, you have to put it on the line every single day. Like, you got to wake up ready to do it. Who are, like, some of the guys that uh, inspire you guys to do what you do still today? Oh, man. I mean, I I like a lot of the snowboarding videos are pretty inspiring. Um, definitely the Valdosta guys in wakeboarding. Uh, Dylan, you know, there's there's a lot of good wakeboarding you can find on the internet. A lot of cool stuff. Um, I love Haldor Helgeson. He's one of the coolest dudes ever. Uh, yeah. Shredtown get to do any, uh, international travels at all? Yeah, we have. We've done, we've done some things. I think it's kind of funny cause we do our best when it's just us three and we have a project that we're focused on. You're right. Like, and then sometimes I think we've tried to go do other things or like, you know, in 2011, Slingshot sent us to the fees over in France, and it was like, that's not our thing. We're not going to shine there. You know, we we do we do best when uh, when we've got our own project. But um, yeah, we've done some traveling. We went to the Philippines. Chris and I actually got to go to China, do a judge a little event there. Um, yeah, it's it's been a good ride, man. Um, any like for you personally, any. Uh, you know, high, obviously we just talked about Real Wake, but any other like highlights or or just just moments that really shine out throughout your career for you? I think standing on the stage winning video of the year for Drop the Gun was just like, I couldn't have asked for anything more out of my wakeboarding career, right? Like got in never thinking I was going to be a pro. I just loved wakeboarding, grew up doing it and then looked up to all these guys and then we started, you know, making videos and made a name for ourselves. And then before I knew it, I was standing on stage in front of all the guys that I looked up to. And they're looking at me like, dude, that video was awesome. It's like unreal. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah. Hey, how often are you um, at Shredtown riding these days? Quite often, actually. We'll go out there and ride. We've got some couple new rails. We just had to tear down a ton of the old stuff. Like a lot of that jamboree stuff kind of got left up and rearranged a little bit, and then it started falling apart. So we we just went out there last month and wiped the whole park clean. And uh, that's always a good feeling when you go out there and get a fresh fresh glass pass and then start start new what about people in general are you guys getting messages through social media like hey we want to come out to shred town how do you deal with that yeah i don't i, I don't think anyone knows where it is honestly right. but um i we all have access to the shred town instagram and we get a bunch of messages on there just from people that love our board love our boots and i i always try to write back to all those people just make sure to let them know i'm stoked that they like our stuff glad that they're supporting us i wanted you to have an opportunity to talk about your relationship and partnership um the shred town partnership with slingshot wakeboards definitely uh, yeah, i know we touched a little bit about it but mm-hmm. but i know that they've been supporting you and i know that you guys have had your names on a board for well they made us not that they made us who we are but i mean i think we we worked together to create something special right like this is our i think this will be our seventh wakeboard and wakeboard boot this year with slingshot which is something I, I never thought I would be able to say but it's so amazing to look back at all our old boards you know I've got them all lined up at my house and, and they're not just giving you a board and saying now give us your graphic right like you guys actually no have yeah we have what we're building yeah yeah definitely we've we've always had a say in what our graphics gonna be and what our shapes gonna be like and how flexy we want it and you know all that kind of stuff but I think I think slingshot they were kind of starting out when we were starting out. They they made their first boards in like 2006, 2007. And I ha- I bought a 2008 Slingshot. And I was riding that when all this started going down. And I think that's kind of why they took notice to us because we were actually riding their stuff. But um, yeah, they've supported us fully since the beginning. Jeff McKee, you know, the Lagos brothers, everyone over there has just been awesome. They They love us and we love them. And full steam ahead. Hey, man, what do you think of the foil uh, movement? I've done it. It's awesome. It feels so cool, man. Like, it feels really, really cool. Um, I They they send us one, and, and we rode it around on the lake and filmed some stuff. Uh, I'm just waiting for someone to, like, put some boots on that thing and hit the wake like those air chair guys do, because yeah. no one's boosted on a wake foil yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, Let's I, see it. I mean, you, where is it? Slingshot has a guy named Lewis Floyd. I don't know if you know this dude. I know, but I want to see someone hit a G23 wake and boost. Uh, you know what, bro? I do too. <laughs> not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's gonna it's gonna happen. I think as long as you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. Jeff McKee gave me the best advice. He's like, if you don't have straps on when you go down, just. I guess I don't wake surf it. I like to hang out of the handle and ride 80 feet. Yeah. He's yeah. like, just hang out of the handle and it'll pull you right off of the board and the board will stay behind you. And so, yeah, I've been good and totally stoked. I got a quick question for you. Yeah, go uh, for it. How long have you been doing this podcast? Yeah. And and now the table has turned. Um, I think I started recording in 2013, I think is when we started. Let me think here. We did... Uh, we did eight episodes in 2013, 14, 15, maybe 2014 was when we did eight episodes. But yeah, dude. You're I gonna, think it's super cool, man. You're going to be episode number 93. That's cool. That's crazy, right? How many <laughs> yeah. episodes have you listened to, man? 
maybe 20. Yeah. I put them on before I go to bed and it's just, you know, one of those things. I just like hearing people talk about wakeboarding and water sports. I thought you were going to be one of those people who are like, I just like listening to your voice, Dan, before <laughs> I go to bed. <laughs> Some people really do, man. I don't get it. But hey, whatever. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's super cool that you're getting all this info out of these people from in the industry. It's it's info that's just sitting there untapped. So Yeah, man. Well just just trying to do something like you guys, a little bit different and find my my, yeah, yeah. my own niche within this niche of an industry and sport that uh that we're part of, you know? Yeah. All right, dude. We was, we just went a while, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you uh give some love to some of the people who help you out sponsors first of all and maybe family whatever anybody you want to send some shout outs to well yeah first and foremost shred town thank you for everything that uh me and the dudes and our parents and you know everyone that supported us thank you um also of course slingshot uh they've been with us since the beginning and Ride engine, uh, making our vests and, you know, keeping us warm in the winter. And Sessatech gave us a, one of the best toys we've ever had. Um, we've had so much fun for years on that thing. There's, I don't even know. It's amazing. And then uh, Byway, Cambush Board Co., hooking us up with the goods, keeping us looking fresh. But, um, and yeah, they sell a bunch of our boards too. So they're supporting the wakeboarding industry. That's it, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. That was super fun. Yeah, man. All right, so where can they find you and your crew on uh, social media? I'm uh, at Davis Griffin on Instagram, and then we've got at Shredtown on Instagram, and then uh, at Andrew Adams and at Chris Abadie. So you're hooking it up for the boys out there. Of course. Got to. We're a team. I love it, man. Dude, I want to thank you because I don't often get athletes proactively hitting me up yeah i wanted to, come to be to on and i listened to it i love it yeah but dude you hit me up like literally <laughs> yeah three months ago and well you uh, know what it was is i listened to shane's and um i don't know i was also i was stoked because you know shane's been proactively like doing new things being creative getting into different things picking up the camera himself. again you know like <laughs> I love seeing that. I love seeing when people are like stoked and, and doing new things and, you know, just getting passionate. And, and I listened to that and I was like, man, this is sick. I want to be on there. So I appreciate it, man. I hope you spread the word that you were on through uh, all of your outlets. And I hope that yeah, well, everybody yeah. listening will, will go and, and listen to you. Uh, do you guys have any um, appearance? You guys making any like special appearances or any tours or anything over the summer people can come see you at? I don't know. Whenever we go to cable parks, we'll, um, We'll usually throw out an Instagram and say we're going to be there, but uh, we will all be at the yard sale in Valdosta, Georgia on uh, April 27th. Very good. Yeah. I wish I could say I was going to be there, but I am booked the next day in Orlando. Mm. And who knows though, maybe... Uh, it's all good. It's only three hours, but... Yeah, maybe I'll make maybe I'll make the trek up there on Sunday if I'm not too yeah, tired. Yeah, it's fun. I'm sure there'll be a, a big pig roasting over a fire somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, Brendan, man. right? From yeah, Rockstar, yeah, yeah. going to be uh, cooking that. that thing up. Yeah. I love it. Davis, man, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. And uh, Yeah, well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. That's it. All right, guys, uh, make sure you follow this man and his entire crew on that social media feed and check him out at the uh, Valdosta Wake Park's uh, yard sale coming up late April. 
I'm Daniel Romano. He's Davis Griffin. And this is the Golden Life Podcast. Hang tight. We'll be right back, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Wakeboarding.com is an online community for wakeboard enthusiasts and professionals. View and share wakeboarding videos as well as view upcoming wakeboarding events live from the Wakeboarding.com website and Facebook page. Want to find a new local spot to ride? Are you looking for a third to ride with you? Are you traveling and want to get a pull while you're on the road? Wakeboarding.com keeps you connected wherever you are. Go like Wakeboarding.com on Facebook and register at Wakeboarding.com. Wakeboarding.com to join the fastest growing wakeboard community online on the water. That's wakeboarding.com. W A K E B O A R D I N. No G.com. Hey everyone, I'm sure by now you all know Slingshot is a great sponsor of Shredtown, also makers of one of the most fun devices on the water. I'm talking about the Slingshot Hover Glide Foil. If you haven't rode one yet, you need to get out to your local Slingshot dealer today and try it out. By far some of the most fun I've ever had on the water, and that's in a long time. Find out more, go to SlingshotSports.com to check out the Slingshot Hover Glide Foil Wake Package and many options available. Aside from everything you'll need to fly that foil you can also see the entire line of wakeboards boots wake surfers towables apparel accessories and more again that's slingshotsports.com presented by sea deck marine products it's the golden mike podcast with the noise of the north dano the mano And we're back. Thank you to Davis Griffin for coming to the Boathouse Studio, being on the podcast along with the Shredtown crew. I thank you guys for continually pushing the sport and raising the bar in your own unique fashions. Looking forward to all of your future projects. And one day I'd like to get the whole entire gang on the show. But until then, I think today's show was a great success. Now I'm off to another event, one of many upcoming events. With that being said, let's dive into what those are this weekend. It's stop number two of the Nautique Wake Series and the WWA Wakeboard World Series. The Nautique Wake Open in Quintana Roo, Mexico, just outside of Cancun. This weekend again, that's April 19th through the 21st. The following weekend... Next week, Saturday, April 28th, I'll be back in Orlando for the Nautique Masters LCQ at the Orlando Water Sports Complex. Then I fly to Las Vegas, Cinco de Mayo, Lake Las Vegas with Boulder Boats. Back in Orlando, May 12th for the Gravel Tour. The following week, May 19th and 20th, back down south in Mexico, for stop number two of the Mexican National Wakeboard Series. Then May 22nd, that's a Tuesday evening, Feet on Fire Qualifier, May 23rd, Feet on Fire South at the Waterfront Bar and Restaurant in Orlando. Memorial Day weekend is the Masters, and June is now filling up, so stay tuned. If anybody listening is interested in having me announce or commentate, do voiceover work, appear at their next event. Maybe you want to advertise on the Golden Mike podcast. Maybe you want to ask me a general question. Maybe you want to find out more about events, 
Email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. That's also the best way of purchasing official Golden Mike Podcast dad hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Please remember to find and subscribe to the Golden Mike Podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can also find the Golden Mike Podcast on just about any Android podcast listening app. Search and subscribe there as well. Please rate and review the podcast. You can also listen to all the archives on SoundCloud as well as noiseofthenorth.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Dano T. Mano and at the golden underscore Mike. I'm on Instagram, Dano T. Mano. That's my handle there. I said it once, I said it twice, probably the fifth time I've said it. The Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook. Thanks to you all for helping me hit over 3,000 page likes. And thanks again to Davis Griffin for being on the podcast. Now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Roswell Marine, Woodrose, Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Footin.com, Wakeboarding.com, Hyperlite, Leadwake, Conley, Ronix, O'Brien, Slingshot, Wakeboards, Jenna Carruth on the web, and Rich Walsh on the audio. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Romano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.